Thanks for choosing to listen to the Sex Series on Life Central Youth Podcast. Whether you're single, dating, or in a long-term relationship, we believe that this series can help you win in the world of relationships. For more teaching content and information on Life Central Youth, go to our Instagram and YouTube channels. Just search Life Central Youth or go to the church website, lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Welcome to the Sex Series. It's so good to have you listening with us. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Andy and we have got Nathan who is single. We have got Hannah who has been married for one year. We have got Lauren who is single and we have got Tanasha who is single and I have been married for 10 years. Sorry to disappoint those of you that were getting excited there. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, why are we talking about sex in the summer? Why are we doing this sex series on podcast you know one of the things that i think is the most like the biggest sources of pain and regret in our world is relationship choices mm-hmm. and uh, things around sex and decisions and you know this series i think is for you whether you are single whether you're dating whether you're in a long-term relationship whether you're you will call yourself a christian or you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. I think what we're going to be talking about, there is absolute gold in there that if you were to apply it to your life, your relationships may not be perfect, but they will be better than if you didn't apply them. And so we we want you to write a positive story when it comes to relationships, not an embarrassing story, not a story that is full of shame and regret. And, you know, I wonder, what if this podcast was the start of you writing a good story in your relationships? And Jesus, he said this, he said, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And, you know, we want to start at that point that God is a God of relationships and God wants us to love each other, to treat each other with with respect. And, you know, Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. And the thing that Jesus did for us is he loved us enough to die in our place and he loved us enough to to lay down his own preferences so that we might have relationship with him and i think that's a really really good starting point for us to to be at and and so we want you whether you are part of life central youth or not we want you to win at relationships so that's why we're going to spend the whole of august talking about sex uh, and talking about the sex and relationship series Um, and so we're going to start talking about singleness and you know i think singleness is something that people hate that people don't like being but we really believe that there's some huge benefits and reasons that it is good to be single and nathan you are yes. single i am single tell us what are some of the benefits of being single uh well it's cheaper <laughs> that's for one um <laughs> um being single is is great and we're not just going to be here and just be like oh it's great and be like just pointlessly optimistic um being single is a very valuable and important time in your life um it gives you a time to really invest in yourself in a way that might be harder or not possible when you're with someone else um it's uh it really gives you a chance to invest in your relationship with god um and you can work a lot of stuff out when you're single um you can you know it's a time when you can find purpose um it's a time where you know god can put passions and and, and things on your heart um and it's also like just a a great time to 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 not be committed to anyone else um to have that freedom um and yeah so and it's also yeah just 
good. <laughs> it's just it is good, just and good. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, I made a lot of mistakes growing up. I spent a lot of time not being single. Pretty much all of my time not being single. And uh, the last two years, I've intentionally um, taken the decision to be completely single and um, in that time I have made the best friends of my life I have um, amazing women around me and I actually have amazing um, men around me and that has been because I've had this time to really know myself know the things that I want um, and pour into relationship that isn't just with one person and um, that's been amazing for me and I think growing up I thought that you know, when you're single, you're not complete. You can't reach your purpose in a place where you're um, alone. And um, recently someone did point it out to me. Jesus was single his whole life and he reached his purpose um, to the absolute max. And I think, you know, if we are feeling incomplete and we're feeling like that when we're single, just to remember, like Jesus did it. Jesus knows what it's, what it's like. And actually God's laid out this, um, almost map for us, um, in, in Matthew 28, 39. And in, in that it says to first love God and then love others as you love yourself. And so to love others well, you have to love yourself first. And I think singleness is this incredible time to really pour into loving God and loving yourself. Yeah. Also being single obviously gives you the opportunity to heal especially with like stuff that's happened in the past, especially with a lot of like rejection that you may face in your life. Um, whether with friends, family, whatever, I think it allows you to kind of heal, really be in touch with what you're kind of carrying. Um, so you don't have to bleed that onto somebody else who was not responsible mm. of that. Mm. Um, also being able to, it sounds so weird, but analyze people and their relationships, but also how they approach relationships or yeah. how they communicate with their partners or their friends, everybody else and kind of seeing, okay, I want to take that or I don't want to take that. Um, also as well, being able to kind of um, see different ways of how people communicate it can be like communicating with someone immediately with an argument or um talking to someone with like fear or like just by loving someone especially there's so many different ways to communicate with others and um i think with how you deal with yourself first is really important um so yeah healing is a very good point that's really good so i think what i like about what you said there is like you can take the time whilst you're not infatuated with somebody and yeah, yeah. having all of the feels. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Emotionally, um, but not physically. We'll talk about that next week or in a couple of weeks. Um, but like, whilst whilst you're having all those emotional infatuations, mm-hmm. like to make decisions in the cold light of day to say this is what I want in a relationship and this is what's important to me. That's yeah. that's really really good. Um, so why, if there's all those benefits? Why on earth do people struggle so much with being single? Hannah, why do you think like people find it so hard to be single? I think um, I think when we look at say like the culture around us, that can make it really hard to to be single and to feel like being when you are sing- single that you're complete because I think we've got a culture that's really geared towards you know just get in a relationship like just find the perfect person and and that'll be great and everything will be perfect and we can really be like longing towards being in a relationship when we think about like the music industry like all of our songs are just geared towards being in love being heartbroken and like just having experienced those things and we think well 
that's what culture is so I better experience that as well um and then also like when we think about films as well like films are, are, are another area where it's just a lot of you would struggle to find a film actually that doesn't have some sort of relationship storyline in it mm. you'll really struggle actually yeah. there'll be very few that have got no form of romantic relationship in them at all and I think we we see that whole film we've got an hour and 45 minutes or however long the film is like three hours long if you're watching Lord of the Rings like I was the other day <laughs> um four hours I think they are actually um but you have this like couple of hours of like will they won't they and then maybe the characters get together towards the end of end of the film and it's like that's the happy ending and then mm. the film ends and you think well okay the happy ending is being in a relationship and he's getting into a couple and and being with someone and living happily ever after and you know then the film ends and also you don't then see the realities of being in a relationship but I think we're going to talk about that a little bit next week but yeah we can we can just feel so overwhelmed by being in a culture that is all about love and it's it's really hard to to then be single in that culture mm. yeah. and it is exciting to fall mm. in love like, Definitely. like I'm someone who's known as being emotionally unavailable <laughs> <laughs> but like it is it is exciting when you like them and they like you and, and there's all that excitement going on but I think I think one thing that we a, a lot of us buy into is this right person myth mm. and that's like yeah. what I mean by that is that when we find the right person everything will be all right mm. and like uh-huh. if I find the right person all my insecurities will disappear mm. you know when I find that perfect person that I'm gonna marry all the addictions that I'm struggling with will all disappear you know boys you may think you know when when I find and get married I'll have sex on tap and I won't struggle with porn anymore like that is just nonsense Uh, and what happens is is it's not like you meet the right person and all of your problems disappear it's like you take all your single people problems and you take them into a married person problem and like two people double the problems yeah (laughs) and so so what I think we need to do when we're single, and this is ironic for me talking about it being ten years married, but the way the way I viewed, you know, leading up to me being married was I am on my wedding day, I was giving myself as a gift mm. to Laura. Yeah. And therefore I want that gift to be in the best shape possible. Because when you buy a gift for somebody, do you know what I mean? You wrap it up nice, you you, you do you know, you don't kick it round the garden for te- twenty minutes and then give it to them. Like you you want it to be in the best shape possible. And I think we should spend our time being single, not waiting for our problems to be solved, but we should we should spend that time like becoming the best version of ourselves that we possibly can. And that and that doesn't mean, you know, if you feel like you have been kicked around the garden, like I'm not saying that you are not a good enough gift. What I'm saying is like you can begin to work on that and you can begin to, as Tanasha said, recover uh, and and begin to, to rebuild so that you can give yourself as a person to, to be married to someone. Yeah, it's also kind of understanding that singleness doesn't necessarily have to equate to temporary do you get what I mean? So being single is not necessarily something that has to be completely temporary. This is something that um, you can actually think as long term until it's the right time, mm. which is God's timing. Yeah. And then on top of that as well, it's like um, having that, my, well, singleness not really being much of a positive topic, which is why we struggle to think being single is a great thing. It's because it's not really talked about much or is it not... Um, something that has been talked about in a positive way for example 
like I'll come back from uni, my aunties or my mom will be like, oh, so have you found someone? Why? You're a good looking girl. You deserve someone. And you're just like, mm. <laughs> well, that's not how it works, auntie or mom. But um, <laughs> it's kind of now being able to be like, okay, but why is it the first thing that people question as in why you're not in a relationship or why is it now such a bad thing for you to mm. be single? And the, and the thought there is like, it's not the end of the world if you never end up in a relationship. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and I think true. so many people, like the thought of, you know, if you're listening to this and maybe you're sat at home or you're, you're walking the dog or something, do you know what I mean? And, and the thought of never, ever getting married might scare you. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it scared me. But like Paul talks in the Bible about if you're weak enough that you can't control yourself, like get married and have sex because it's better then. But if you can be single and serve Jesus, do that because that's the better thing. Yeah. And like some of the best Christians I know, and it's not a competition, but some of the people <laughs> that are the closest to Jesus are people who have been single their entire life. Yeah, yeah, and I think singleness is very much so a matter of perspective as well. Um, singleness isn't; it doesn't have to be a circumstance you find yourself in. It can be a choice, yeah, yeah. and you can be actively single. Um, and what that looks like is like what we've discussed. It's it's taking time to invest in yourself. Um, and you know, when you when you when you are actively single, you're using that time. You're 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 making use of it. You're not wasting it. Just mm-hmm. trying to get out of being single. Yeah. To get you're not just passing time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really really good. And we're we're gonna move on to just talk about getting into relationships and, and what that looks like. But um, Andy Stanley, who's a leader in America, um, North Point Church, he tells this great story um, that one of his staff members told him. And basically, while this girl was was away at a university, she was living the party lifestyle. She was, you know, gaining experience in the dating world, shall we say. Um, and um, she came home for Christmas and went, went to a party locally um, and met this boy who was a Christian and she like adored him. He was really good looking. Um, the next day after the party, she's chilling on the sofa. She's chatting to her mum. She's like, mum, I met this boy last night. Like he's athletic, he's gorgeous, he's all those things. And if you're struggling to picture that, just look at a picture of me. Um, and um, <laughs> Sorry. And she's going on and she says, and mum, he's a Christian and, and not just a Christian he's a Christian Christian like in the way that you would define it mum and like he properly believes and he talks about it and he was telling people about Jesus and oh he would be the perfect husband and she said her mum stopped what she was doing and sat on the sofa with her and said honey I don't think a guy like that is looking for a girl like you and that's savage but it's true in that a guy with like like that isn't looking for someone who's running around playing the field and I think what the reason I tell that is that we shouldn't spend our singleness trying to gain as much experience as as we can and trying to you know play the field Andy Stanley says that romance is fueled by exclusivity not by experience and I think don't panic if you've never been in a relationship and don't panic if you're 16 and you've never kissed someone that's okay like, imagine the person that you marry is the only person that you've ever kissed on the lips, other than your great nan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know when nans kiss you on the lips oh, and it's a little bit hairy? Oh, no. 
grim. But like, like what I want to say is like, we should spend our time as single. Like when we when we are single, spend that time becoming the person that you're looking for is looking for, and that is adding to your character, adding to to your calling, following Jesus as as close as you can, so that when you meet that person that you think this is the person that that I want to marry, you're ready. You're not having to fix a load of stuff, but. Mm. Going into that, Lauren, we, we're going to talk about like flirting and getting with somebody. Like, there's not just a switch that like you go from single to in a relationship. There's that yeah. like middle grey area. Yeah, yeah, like, talk right. to us a little bit about flirting. Maybe tell us some of your experience of flirting. Oh, okay. Um. Well, oh gosh, flirting, guys. I've not had a good time. I am actually all right at flirting. Too good, some may say. Um, and I don't know <laughs> any of you who, you know, my guys and girls out there who are a bit extrovert, um, naturally flirty, I think, um, is how some people might see it. I was definitely that person. I thought that I was just really kind. And I am, and that's a great thing about me, but actually sometimes it came across as flirting. And I remember a couple of years ago um, going to Kenya and our driver was lovely I'd sit in the front with him we'd chat all the time um, loads of laughs great guy about 40 um, and <laughs> yeah. we yeah we were chatting away and and one of my friends actually went you might need to watch him because I think he could think that you're flirting with him and I was like nah mate he's 40 like does he not know you know I'm just being kind kid you not true story he asked me to marry him as an actual engagement wow. a couple of weeks later so yeah i have actually been up. i didn't say no um because there you kind of buy people for goats and i thought probably not my vibe but um in that moment i really realized actually sometimes even when i'm not intending to be flirty i can come across as that and that there's been times where I've intended to be flirty and times where I haven't but actually I've really learned that there's a difference between being flirty and being kind and um I've had to over the last couple of years really look at um what's my intention behind the way I'm talking to this person and um just have a bit more self-awareness and have mates who will see that in me and challenge me when it needs challenging but I would say for flirting I think in our culture we can often think flirting is okay and it's okay to do it with everyone but actually I would say that if you're flirting with a person you should be flirting with that one person that's good yeah that's really good that's such good advice that I wish someone had told me when I was 15 because <laughs> I and some of you might have heard this story before but when I was 15 I was flirting with two girls at one time oh, on, no. on MSN Messenger. Shout out to the old school. Some of you are like, what is MSN? MSN is like the original Snapchat. It's like Mm. the Snapchat OG. And um, so I was chatting to these two girls and like literally at the same time, but in two separate conversations, I was that guy. Um, What I didn't realize is they were both in the same youth group at another church. And so I got this voicemail on my phone that was basically moments after they'd put two and two together where they'd realised that they both were flirting with Andy Hancock. And so I um, I got this voicemail that was like, hi, it's... And then they gave the name, and I was like, oh. And then it was like, hi, it's this. And I was like, oh, no, what has happened? And basically they figured it out. The next day, I was at a youth event 
um, and they were both there. And obviously, my mates know, knew everyone know. It was it was a disaster. And I think, like, even if it's just to avoid that moment, don't flirt with more than one person at a time. But I think from the same youth group. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, no, no, just just yeah. not two people at the same time. <laughs> but I think if we go if we go back to the original Bible verse where Jesus says, "Love one another as I have loved you," yeah. like we don't want to cause other people pain. Yeah. And in our relationships and in our flirting. Sometimes flirting makes us feel good, mm. but it could do damage to that other person. So I think, like, only flirt if you mean it, and do you know what I mean? Don't yeah. lead people on and stuff. Hannah, um, we're going to come to, like, how do we know when we like somebody? Like, for you, you and Tom, you've been married a year, been going yeah. out four years? Five, five, five years. years. Five it was years. five years the other day. And you, you met in Life Central Youth, didn't you? Yeah, so we we met in Life Central Youth, and I was I was actually dating someone else at the time. Um, so yeah, that was awkward. Yeah, no, but I I I was good to that person, and I didn't start flirting with Tom until after that relationship had ended. Um, but when I think when I think back to my mine and Tom's flirting, oh dear, um, it was not great. We totally did the like um, on Twitter, the like winky faces. I was like, gosh, I'm so good at flirting, like this is amazing he's totally gonna like know that I like him and um, but actually talking to Tom afterwards he totally thought that I was like friend zoning him because I'd say things like like sup how like oh it's just oh just so embarrassing just like just like so embarrassing I was just so uncool and basically the way the way that Tom and like kind of started to know that I liked him was he so he said this to me like a year ago or something he was like you were just there all the time so like he turned around to married yeah. life <laughs> yeah basically that's that's just tom complaining that i'm there all the time but like so we were at, we were at like new wine because we were both serving there together and like i'd intentionally like try and be on the same team on the same rotor and stuff so like he'd literally be like he'd turn around oh hannah's there he'd turn around like hannah's there so that was kind of like my way of flirting was, was just <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it sounds like um but yeah but i think i think we yeah, we just ended up like deciding that we both liked each other and, and Tom kind of made the first move. Um, well, I don't know. I kind of made the first move in the, the, the flirting and stuff. But um, slash what? <laughs> slash stalking. Sla- slash stalking. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. You just It just kind of, kind of happened. But we also had both, I think we both weren't kind of flirting with other people. We were trying to be really like intentional about that. And, um, you know, there's always that, oh, do they or do they not like me? But, um, but yeah, that's kind of like how our story began. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what else to say on that. Nathan and Tanasha then, what, what would be some of the markers for you if, like, Nathan, if you were to realise that you started to like somebody... Like, what would be the things that you would you would look for, like the markers to go, yeah, I think I do like them? Yeah, I think it's, um, we talk about, like, connection, don't we? Um, and, like, oh, do you, do you connect with them? Um, it, it's it's a fairly vague term. So, it's it, for, for me, it's things like, what are your interests? It's, it's simple things, you know, what are your interests? Do they have a same, like, same sense of humour as you? Um, you know, are they Christian? If so, like, whereabouts in their faith are they? Like, you know, are they new to faith? Are they experienced in faith? Um, And one thing I heard uh, someone say, I can't remember who, um, but it is the idea of, like, compatibility. Um, And 
what what he said was compatibility isn't just having the same interests it's that commitment to make things work so i think if you are sort of taking a few steps and like oh shall we shan't we it's it's asking that question right are they up for it as much as i am Mm. and if not then maybe you need to take a step back and look at it yeah and that's almost like chemistry isn't it really um like the chemistry aspect of or do not do we just do we get on but is there is there a similarity in the way that we approach this relationship great what about ut what would be some of the things that you would look for in terms of knowing that you like a person okay so this is so weird so i'm really clueless when it comes to people or yeah liking me and it, it literally just takes my friends to like let me know do you get what i mean so because like they're always mentioned oh he was picking on you or he was rude to you so that means he likes you and basically stuff like that so it's so weird because it's like out of their rude behavior apparently they like me but um for me it's kind of just seeing how like i wouldn't say how nervous you are but also how nervous you are in front of them as well i think that's what because for me i'm a very extroverted person and if someone makes me nervous that's kind of not rare but it's something that is very weird to me because i'm like okay i can't fully function a sentence if if i'm looking at you and i'm like oh okay great but um yeah i think it's just um just kind of seeing how you guys kind of vibe off each other really and see Mm. how you guys kind of intertwine Mm. with one another i think it's that thing of like when they're in the room Mm. you always know where they are in the room do you know what i mean and you know when they walk in the room and you can see it and the whole time they're in the same room as you you know exactly where they are. That's yeah, yeah. probably Hannah's stalking. <laughs> I was going to say, is it really cheesy to say that I can still remember the f- like the first where Tom was the first time I like walked oh, in the room and it was wow. like, is that really cheesy? That, yeah, that is a little bit cheesy. It's it is a little bit. I feel a bit sick about it. Gets myself. borderline <laughs> when you, when you like when you like kind of see them go into a room. You're like, okay, fine. Let's just go. Now. Oh, I didn't see you there. It's alright. <laughs> He's trapped in a marriage with me now. So. I, I, I think there needs to be a real distinction between physical and emotional attraction. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I think. There's, there's nothing wrong with physical attraction. In fact, if there's no physical attraction, I think there's a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. like I always say, there needs to be an element to every relationship where you just want to rip each other's clothes off. Doesn't mean you should. That's episode three. Um, but, <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, but you know, there should be a, a, a an attraction. But I think it should go deeper than that as well. And I think, yeah. like, I think we shouldn't build relationships based on physical attraction alone there should be emotional and spiritual and all of that stuff and i think like the key is like don't end up being somebody else's regret yeah like if you bump into them in 10 years time what's the story gonna be is it gonna be uh see that guy there we nearly dated um and it never worked out but he's a great guy or is it gonna be we dated and he was an idiot let's let's go hide in the cereal aisle like like, do you know what i mean like what don't end up being and i think like like lads if somebody treated your little sister the way you treat girls you would want to hurt them maybe for some of you that are listening to this and therefore why don't you start looking at girls like they're somebody's little sister or somebody's daughter because if you look at them like that you might change the way that you react we are we are quickly running out of time so we're going to move on we've got two more things to talk about um and the the next one is how do you know when it's right 
How do you know when it's right to go out with somebody? That, you know, you've been chirping for a little bit. You've been sending each other wink emojis. You've been saying sup to each other for a little while. I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> um, like, how do you know when it's when it's right to step into that relationship? T, how would you know when it's right? Yeah, just kind of seeing how they treat people, but most importantly, how they treat their family. Because it's really important to kind of see how they communicate with each other, how they help. But um, also seeing how um, they they treat themselves. Because the way you treat yourself is how you're going to treat others. Do you get what I mean? Um, and also kind of how they deal with differences or people opposite them with different kind of you know views and stuff like that. Just kind of seeing how they respond, how they react and stuff like that. So I think um, you know when the person's right is if they, you know, and not not in a way to like show off to you and kind of pretend that they're good, but in a genuine way, kind of react in the most humble way, but also the most kindest way possible. Mm. Yeah. And I think just before we move on there, like I think it's really important that you're honest with yourself there because the head justifies what the heart wants oh yeah mm. and sometimes you can go oh yeah but that's so so out of character oh yeah he did shout at his mum there but he's 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 really nice normally yeah. and let's be honest we're all on our best behavior for the first six months and then you then then the then the burping and farting i was about to say then you real. start farting in front of each other um, <laughs> And so actually, like what you say there is absolute gold. Look at the way he treats the people that he's already comfortable with. Yeah. Because, or she, because that's that's how they'll treat you when they're comfortable with you. Yeah, I um, when you guys were talking earlier about the kind of things you'd look out for, it just reminded me of um, a couple of years ago. And I, come on, like, especially the girls. Like, I was asked to write a list. Does anyone else have the list? you know the list of things that you want in a relationship and and I did that and I'd love to say it was all like very spiritual and deep but you know there may have been some brown hair some blue eyes you know someone who's interested in the things I am and um recently I saw a talk that was titled rip up your list and it shook me to my core because suddenly I realized that actually maybe my list of things that I wanted wasn't necessarily the list of things that God wanted for me from someone mm, and so, so I would say you know it's it's actually good to be picky it's good to look for people who um are gonna bring you life and um who are going to help you move forward and maybe even help you in your faith but actually those other things that um, you may have put on a list and you're looking for actually allow God to kind of set your expectations there and, mm, and start looking for what he wants for you just not what you want for yourself mm, that's really really good and I think like so often we end up dissatisfied because the things that were on our list aren't necessarily on God's list yeah. and I think like sometimes I would put that down to like calling like there, there are people that I went out with that we had the chemistry, they had the character, but our life was called in different directions, yeah. uh, and actually it wasn't meant to be that 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 God would put us together. And actually, the 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 second time I met Laura, because the first time we didn't like each other, um, but the se <laughs> the second time I met Laura was we were both on team at a youth venue. I heard her preach, and I thought. This is a girl who's going in the same direction as I am. Yeah, that's great. And and I don't know whether I thought it, but I like to look back and think that I thought mm. this is a person that I could not only build a life with, but build a ministry with. Yeah. And I think yeah. like that's the kind of thing we should be looking for. Mm. Um, 
is who is this person going in the same direction so if you feel like god is calling you to dance ministry in the uk and you meet somebody and they feel like god is calling them to go and work in kenya there's a there's a there's a a difference between your callings there and you need to have that conversation and figure that out and it might be that god wants one of you to lay down that calling or it might be that god wants you to to be married to somebody else and, and not be together and i think that's a really really important thing to 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 work out and so it comes back to what you said nafe about about you know not just are they a christian but where are they in their faith mm. and where are they in their walk with jesus and we are getting into um another topic now but nath talk to us about the friend zone oh my favorite topic um <laughs> the friend zone it like singleness it's got a bad rep um <laughs> it the, the friend zone is sort of um it's an interesting situation to find yourself in because there are many ways in which you there are many stages at which you can get put into the friend zone you can go all out ask someone out and be told uh just like as a friend or you can be very very early on and then they drop the friend or they drop a sup into <laughs> you know oh <laughs> to be fair though to be fair though i thought laura friends owned me as well yeah, so tom thought his friends only laura te- sent me a text saying oh you're such a good friend and i was like oh, honestly i was like it's over to all my mates and all my mates were like you've been friends owned there hancock but um i i've actually had a, a good experience with being friends owned um so it was it was fairly early on sort of talking to this girl um and basically it was at a time where I didn't have many like really, really good friends. Um, yet I thought it was appropriate to be looking for a girlfriend. Um, and she sent me a message, uh, basically saying I hadn't even prompted. It was just dropped into the conversation. Oh, I've got a boyfriend. Um, and in that moment, I, I like practically audibly heard God say, you need a friend right now more than you need a girlfriend. And since then, she has become one of my best friends, one of my closest friends. Um, So the friend zone doesn't have to be bad. Um, And it comes back to what you're saying about like regret. Um, And it can be awkward, but there are ways like that you can work through it from, and it doesn't have to be awkward. I think it's really important um, on the other side of that as the person um, who maybe isn't interested to to not lead people on and to make sure that you drop that into the conversation early. Because like you said, like that happened quite early on. Yeah. Um, that, and you're now really good friends. I think if there would have been weeks or months of, oh, I've got a chance here, I've got a chance. And then she drops in, oh, I've got a boyfriend. Like there's much more hurt and much more, um, yeah. you know, feelings invested. And actually that could have meant that there was no like ability to have a friendship out of that so I think but as us as the person who um who you know maybe doesn't like someone in that way we can we can feel like you know oh it's it's just harmless it's a bit of fun and we can feel like it's actually you know a bit a bit of fun and a bit of harmless flirting but actually that could be building a load of hurt and actually could could actually also really hurt our reputation as well. Um, so I think it's really important for us on the other side of that to to try and make that clear in a in a really kind way early on. I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah I think the other thing about the friend zone, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to give you any false hope here, but I actually think sometimes the friend zone 
um, can be temporary. I um, had a friend and we were in the friend zone for 10 years and it was out of that friendship that we had a really healthy relationship. And I actually think being friends is such a great way to get to know a person before you start a relationship. And so for those of you who have been placed in the friend zone, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that's where the relationship will end forever. People grow and people change and that's how it works. Yeah, and also on on top of that as well, like kind of realizing in our pop culture, having like, you know the term side chick or side bay or side I can't, oh. I can't. It's not cool. Waste like, man. Do you get, listen, that. big man. As in, <laughs> like, it's just, it's not cool. As in, like, I'm speaking to you guys right now. As in, knowing that you have someone on the side, it's very disrespectful more than it is cool. As in, like, you're yeah, using someone 100%. to just seem cool to the man dem or seem cool to the gal dem. Do you go, it's not cool. So it's now kind of realizing like how much respect do you have for people that mm. you're talking to, mm. but also how much respect do you have for yourself to actually give yourself a side dish? Yeah, do, you get what you, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So really take, really, really examine your heart if you're really just seeking someone on the side instead of someone for real, like the main, do you get what I mean? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And I love that you went full sass when you did that <laughs> as well. I enjoyed that. Right. No, I was waiting for you to take your earrings out Listen, and everything. Like, man, it ain't cool, sis. Like, calm down. Yeah. yeah. Don't have a sighting or tea will come and get you. Um, <laughs> amazing. We have had such a good time chatting to you. We have gone on a little bit longer than we were expecting to. <laughs> yeah. But that is okay because we think we have offered some really good advice there um, and some good content. If you are after some more content, we want to recommend Relationship Goals Reloaded on YouTube. So good it's yeah. by Transformation Church, a guy called Michael Todd. Mm-hmm. He is very, very excitable, but so, so good. So if you're looking for something to get your teeth into, it is such a, such a good series. There's a book that goes alongside it as well. We'd really encourage you to go and have a look at that on YouTube. It's Relationship Goals Reloaded. We are going to wrap it up there. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please do share it on social media. Text it around your crew hangout. Hey, this is relevant for Christians and non-Christians. So if you've got some friends who aren't Christians that you think will benefit from this, please, we encourage you to share it with them. Make sure you join us next week. The topic is hallmarks of a healthy relationship. And we are going to talk to you about how you maintain a relationship, how you treat each other well, how you deal with fallings out, all of that stuff. We are going to bring in some healthy bombs of wisdom and we have got a cracking lineup for you there. In the meantime, make sure you're following us on social media. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. As I said earlier, share it. We've had a great time. Thanks for listening to The Sex Series. That is such a cheesy end. (laughs)